Welcome to the Jenny Carlson Show. It is Bedlam Week, and we are reminiscing with one of the greatest players in Bedlam history, Rashawn Woods. The former Cowboy receiver had two of the biggest and best games in rivalry history. But before we get to that, I want to say a quick word of thanks to these great sponsors for supporting the Jenny Carlson Show. Oklahoma Ford Dealers, Laser Light Skin Clinic, MidFirst Bank, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, Fire Lake Golf and Fire Lake Arena, Next Generation Roofing. And remember, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. This week, we welcome in Rashawn Woods, Oklahoma State legend and Bedlam legend. We know you're busy, Rashawn, coaching football down in Tyler, Texas. So thanks for joining us to talk a little Bedlam this week. Of course. Well, let's get to it here. First of all, obviously, this rivalry is coming to a close. No more Bedlam's on the schedule for the foreseeable future. How are you feeling about Bedlam ending? You know, uh, personally, um, uh, I don't want to see it go. Uh, I think it's always good for Oklahoma, Oklahomans, and and uh, to be a part of that. Uh, growing up, I was a part of being excited, just like everybody else, that that game was going to go on. And uh, to know that it's not going to happen, there's some disappointment there for sure. Yeah. Well, talk a little bit more about what Bedlam was to you growing up, because you're an Oklahoma born and bred guy, went to Millwood, lived in Oklahoma City. Um, how did Bedlam sort of intersect with your childhood? Well, it was one of the games that media covered probably uh, more than any other game for Oklahoma. You know, the TV and the networks and stuff are not quite the way they were. They are they were then as they are now, and so. Uh, you got plenty of coverage on this game. A lot of people were talking about it. It was pretty exciting. Uh, there was always some local guys that played for either Oklahoma State or Oklahoma that you somewhat knew uh, as a child. And, and, and so you, you kind of paid attention to those guys and how successful they were because it hit home. Uh, and so uh, uh, all of those things, you know, were really great. Uh, they were great to be a part of and, and witness. And then obviously playing in the game itself uh, was, uh, was was truly a uh, big time deal for for a lot of a lot of guys like myself. Yeah, for sure. Was Bedlam week different than other weeks during the season? I mean, we hear coaches will try and say, "Hey, you know, we treat it like other games." But is there a truth to that, or did Bedlam week feel different once you got to Oklahoma State? Yeah, you know, from a preparation standpoint, it was the same. You know, the same. We did the same things on the same day uh, as far as preparation is concerned. If there was anything different, maybe. Uh, we were a little bit more focused on what we need to do our assignment wise, but the uh, uh, the preparation was uh, was identical, really. And so um, uh, from that standpoint, we were just ready to go. Every game was important. Uh, but the media, I think, and the coverage that it got uh, really, really amplified it. And, and then the fact that you knew a lot of people that you went to school with being an Oklahoma guy. Uh, everybody was really in tune to that. And that's what they wanted to talk about. If you had a chance to talk about or talk with any of your former classmates from high school or, or parents or, or, or anybody, you know, during that time when the game was, uh, was, uh, was upon us. Well, Rashawn, you played for a guy in Les Miles who uh, you were talking about media earlier. He was not shy when he was in front of cameras and reporters, but he did some things that, a lot of OSU coaches didn't do. He won back-to-back -back Bedlams. And even though he talked uh, a, a good game during Bedlam week, um, he he got results. What was that like to play for a guy that, that was so outward about um, his team, that rivalry? What was that like? 
Well, well Coach Miles was determined to have success. Um, he didn't let his, uh, the present circumstances and the fact that we didn't have a really good year that, that year in 2001 uh, detour him from the main goal. Uh, he was excited. Uh, he wanted to have success. He wanted us to understand that we could play at a high level. And uh, he did a good job of conveying that. Uh, and he, he really believed that. And that was one thing I admired about him is that he really believed that we had a chance to go win every game, regardless of who it was. And, and, and playing against Oklahoma was no different. I, th- I think that probably stood out, to, stood out to me more than anything else, that it didn't matter who we played. It was about us. Well, when you guys headed to Norman in 2001, speaking of that first of two games that he won as the OSU coach back-to-back there, OU's coming off a national championship. You guys head to Norman having won three games. OU's ranked fourth, possibly heading to another national title game. What what was it about that? I, I want to talk about the catch, obviously. We're getting there. But what do you remember about the buildup just to that game and, and all the all that went into that year, 2001? Yeah, so uh, we knew that we had played. You know, we got beaten pretty bad early in the year against Texas, and Oklahoma had beaten Texas that year. And so it was no question that Oklahoma was a, was a solid football team, and you had those guys on the road. And, and so it's it was it's, it, it appeared to be an extremely insurmountable task. Um, but for me, more than anything, uh, with that year, you learned about preparation. I mean, we were learning how to play at a high level and prepare at a high level. And that was something that, um, you know, being a young football team, uh, we needed more of. And so uh, it was clear to us with that game and, and moving forward that, man, if you prepare, uh, yeah, you know, your ability, you know, it should take over. It does matter. Uh, the talent that you have on the team does matter. Uh, but uh, your ability to prepare and do things right uh, can sometimes close that gap. And, you know, just so happened that, man, everything that we did, uh, from a execution standpoint and a toughness standpoint, you know, it, 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 it brought us closer to the victory. It brought us closer to the win. And so, uh, we just needed to keep it close. And Oklahoma made some mistakes. Um, and before you know it, it's a, it's a, it's a one score game. And, uh, you know, we're in striking distance. And once you get to that point, then you really believe, or the entire team really believes they can win. And once you get somebody with hope or you get a team with hope, man, anything can happen. And, you know, that's why, you know, we enjoy to watch the game. And that's why they say that's why you play the game. Yeah. And you guys were in striking distance there, but you hadn't you hadn't gotten the end zone all day. But you guys drive, I think it was 75 yards in six plays, Rashawn. And you march down the field, obviously punctuated by your touchdown catch. What what do you remember? Set up that play, set up that moment for us. Yeah, so uh, I, I want to say maybe it was a third down. It was a couple of plays. I think I maybe caught three passes that that drive, and uh, we 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 had a hard time running the football. I think the first third down and seven, I ended up catching a slant on the right side on their sideline where I broke a tackle and got a first down. Um, uh, then the next one, we ended up I maybe had a penalty of some sorts or uh, uh, got stopped, you know, back or we'll have a lost yardage play. And then Terrence Davis Bryant. Uh, made a play on Roy Williams, their best defensive player, over the top of him on third and long, uh, which continued that drive uh, and put us in striking distance. I think maybe before that, I caught another pass on the sideline that ended up, you know, moving the chains again and uh, pushing us into a position to uh, get the possible game winner. And I don't know at the time why we were rushing to the line of scrimmage, because I want to say we had maybe two minutes left or a minute and and 50-something seconds left. And 
Uh, and why we were rushing to the line of scrimmage, you know, is, is beyond me because we had time. But again, when you're in that moment, <laughs> everybody's excited. Um, they're definitely uh, uh, bothered or, or out of sorts. Oklahoma's defense is definitely out of sorts in that moment. And the coach was screaming to play from the sideline. I mean, Coach Miles is screaming it. Uh, and we know it's coming. Uh, he's he's throwing a, a double move, and and they know it. They're it's coming to me, and they're all looking at me over there. The, the defensive backs are looking at me. They know it's coming. And at that point, though, you know it's not a whole lot you can do. You're going to do everything you can, but we just believed, and 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 it was a perfect throw by Josh, and the rest is history. What do you think enabled you? Like you said, Derek Strait is the guy who was closest to you when you made the catch. But everybody in Crimson knew it was headed your way. What do you think helped you be able to make that play in that moment when there was so much attention on you? Yeah, I don't worry. I didn't worry about, and I still don't to this day. I don't worry about you know the outside factors. You know, I'm only worried about what I can do. You know, what my job and my responsibility is. I did not think about who was covering me. You know, where they thought the ball was going. None of that mattered to me. You know, I knew that I had a route to run, you know, what the coach called. I did what the coach coached me to do, and I needed to make a play. And I didn't worry about all the other things that can factor in or that can change or could happen. You know, you just kind of live in the now and, and, and do the best you can. And, and my best was good enough to, to, to bring that ball down and, and, and get the win. I know I have seen you catch that ball a gazillion times on replay. How many times have you seen yourself catch that? As many times as you have. <laughs> so every every <laughs> week, and this week has been even more, with it being the last game, it's I mean, it's all over social media. I got people send it to me. Everybody wants to talk to me about it. Uh, and, you know, I try to do my best with my time constraints to uh, to help people to relive that moment. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's quite a bit. So the thing is, even after your 16-13 heroics, you had even more the next year. 12 catches, 226 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, you guys blew out Oklahoma. The score wasn't indicative of maybe how much you guys dominated. You had a couple of long cross-country scores, 41, 60 yards. I mean, what stands out to you about that game? Because I know people probably rushed to talk to you about 16-13, but that next year, 2002, might have been one of your best games as a Cowboy. Yeah, you know, and again, you win one time and you believe that you can win. And, you know, that the team was trending upward. Uh, we were uh, getting better every week. We were in every game just about. And, and that game was no different. We knew that we can go in and win that game, uh, especially that game. And, and, and with it being at home, uh, we had a great plan. I mean, we were playing at a really, really high level. Uh, and uh, it's it's kind of the era before you had a tremendous, tremendous amount of talent. You know, some of those teams after us are very, very talented. And our team was pretty talented. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, again, that OU team was, again, a pretty good team. And none of that mattered because uh, Coach Miles and company, uh, those guys helped us focus on not necessarily the opponent that we're playing, but on us. Do you feel like you, I mean, it sounds like you 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 see those as really foundational years for what we're seeing at Oklahoma State right now. If that's the case, you have to take and the guys you played with have to take an immense amount of sense of pride in what's going on at Oklahoma State. Is that how you you sense those guys feel? Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, and, and me personally, uh, you know, we all play a part in uh, you know our time or our tenure at at the university that we played at. 
And so, you know, for us, having that success at that moment was at a time where Oklahoma State, you know, they were kind of up and down. And so, uh, you know, you have to think that when guys are being recruited and all of these great, really, really good receivers that have come through Oklahoma State afterwards, uh, every one of them, at some point, somebody has mentioned to them my name or or uh, the coach's or past coach's name or, or Coach Gundy maybe reminisces since he was there uh, during that time about the different teams, uh, the different players over the years. And, you know, it's such a long time ago that there are other players now that, you know, have a have a part in that, right? You know, there's Brandon Whedon's of the world that have a part in who Oklahoma State is today. The quarterbacks that come and play uh, there know of him and probably watch film on some of the things that they have done that they keep in archives that they show. Uh, Mason Rudolph, uh, Justin Blackman, who was just inducted, right? I could go on and on of all the great players that came after me, right? Maybe I had something to do with that, but then with those guys and the guys after them, and so we all, and just like with me personally, you know, I remembered or I was excited about playing and watching uh, Coach Gundy. I was excited about watching Harley Dykes. You know, I had a chance to talk and see uh, him play. And so that inspired me to be a cowboy. That inspired me to be the best that I could be. You know, his records and stuff from a personal goal standpoint was something that I reached to attain. And I got to imagine that, you know, as lofty as my records that I held, you know, there are guys that are there right now. There are guys before, you know, James Washington got a couple of them or, uh, uh, you know, and those other guys dream and say, I'm going to break every record. You know, in fact, there's a guy right there right now that I coached at Taki Andrews at Enid uh, that broke every record at the high school level uh, at Enid High School. And the last thing that he tells me when he, you know, is able to get a scholarship to go play there is that, you know, if he is able to, he wants to try to break every Oklahoma State record I have. And so, uh, you know, that's how that deal goes. You know, they see those guys goals. They see those guys. They see us and they say, hey, if he can do it, I know that guy, then I can do it. And then if the team can do it, then the next team says if that team can do it, then I, we can do it. And before you know it, they're doing it. And they're just chasing the, you know, just chasing the carrot, right? And it just keeps going. And before you know it, you know, 20, 20 consecutive winning seasons, you know, Coach Gundy's doing a tremendous job there. The consistency is, uh, uh, is big time. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever be done uh, in the things that they're doing overall as a university. Uh, uh, on the football side of it, it's really been exceptional over the, over the you know, couple of decades. I agree wholeheartedly, but you said it's been a long time ago, and I don't want 2001 to feel like it's been a long time ago. That makes us getting old, Rashawn, right? right. You, you, you were there too. You know? <laughs> you know, you were there too. So you were there to cover it all. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's a crazy journey. I don't, I don't want to think it's been a long time ago, but yet you were mentioning Enid, which leads into the last couple of questions I wanted to lob your way. You've moved to Tyler, Texas, Tyler High, uh, football head football coach there after several years of coaching in Oklahoma. You were head coach, obviously, at John Marshall, then went to Enid. Your bunch there at Tyler, six and three, heading into a, a last regular season game against Forney. Give us a little update about how things are going down there. Yeah, it's been going really well. You know, the first year is always, in my opinion, the toughest year, you know, to, you know, building relationships with the guys, uh, getting to know the lay of the land, uh, finding out who's for you and who's against you and, and avoiding all those landmines that go along with it. Uh, but the great thing about this game is that football is football. Uh, we've got some really good players. Uh, it's a great town. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful place here in East Texas. Uh, and it's different. You know, it's, it's different, but it's still 
you know, some, 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 some same as far as the football, the game of football is, is, and it's been a very, very enjoyable experience for me. So some playoff implications with this game Friday night, does the head coach get nervous at all before a game like this? You know, again, I take it just like I, you know, for the most part, like I was a player, you know, you only can control what you can control and that's us, you know? And so uh, my deal has been building the guys, uh, building this football team the way that I know how Uh, this will be, you know, the third time for me to, 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 to kind of build it back up. And and I know, uh, or try to avoid some of the pitfalls that go along with that. Uh, And I try to get these guys to, to just think about themselves. Don't worry about the team that we're playing. You know, people put so much stock into the big time teams that you play with the big time names. And, and to me, and I tell the guys all the time, uh, a lot of times the name on the jersey beats you before you even get out on the field. And so, you know, that's not who I am. But again, with me being new here, who I am hasn't quite resonated with everybody yet. But it's a process that takes time. But, you know, over time, they'll, 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 they'll get it. And uh, hopefully they'll take on that same mantra that, you know, that I live by that, hey, you you worry about you. You do what you have to do every day. You make sure you're doing the best that you can. And that's got to be good enough. Well, I, I wish you nothing but the best on Friday and hopefully on into the playoffs. But this has been so great. Thanks for making time for us, Rashawn. I appreciate you doing this so, so much. Of course. I want to thank Rashawn and thanks all to all of you for joining us for the fun this week. If this was your first time hearing or watching the Jenny Carlson show, be sure to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Also, if you like what you hear, please leave a review. And remember, you can find all my work at selloutcrowd.com. Thanks to everyone for listening and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.